Adam Crowley Show. Sidney Crosby got rubbed by the glove on power play. And they're... That's it, Rob. You guys looked at each other like I said, Rob. Yeah, and then you added by the glove. Oh, you got rubbed by the glove? You're going to have to yank that one, Tom. Please go ahead and pull that for me. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. The Pirates get Chris Archer. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we doing radio up in here. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me, shirtless Tom behind the glass and soon to be coming to PNC Park, Chris Archer. Are you flipping kidding me? 13 days ago, the Pirates were talking about moving Jordy Mercer and what can you get for Josh Harrison? And what's David Freeze going to get on the open market? Should they trade Marte? How about Polanco? To now, they get a bona fide eighth inning guy whose name I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce again. And they get the best starting pitcher with years of control at the deadline. What the hell world are we living in? What the actual bleep is going on? I'm just going to have the same tone for 16 minutes to open the show. I mean, what the flip? Be careful there. Tom, just be on the P's and Q's. Make sure that I don't say the F word, and if I do, you hit that button. I, I can't believe it. I'm so jammed up. This is the happiest Pirates fans could be since Johnny Cueto dropped that damn ball in 2013. No, they haven't won anything. They probably won't win anything, but my God, what a day to be a Pirate fan. That's unbelievable. And they don't have to give up Keller. They don't have to give up Hayes. They give him glass now in Meadows? Did they scout glass now? Do they know what this guy's all about? Do they know that he can't throw the ball in the strike zone? Guy had a 430 ERA this year in the bullpen, and every time he goes in, the game's already lost. What did the Pirates give up? Uh, nothing there. And as far as Austin Meadows is concerned, that's the guy that if you're going to cry over, you cry over. But guess what? You pick up the option for Dickerson next year. You've got your outfield set, Dickerson, Marte, Polanco. And then you sign that guy to an extension. Corey Dickerson is your Austin Meadows. You don't need Meadows if you've got Dickerson. You've got your outfield. You've got your dudes. And Jordan Luplo can be a fourth outfielder at the major league level. Absolutely. The Pirates are good. They are. They've got a good baseball team. They're three and a half games back. I don't know if they catch Arizona. I don't know if they catch Milwaukee. They sure as bleep, I don't think, are catching the Cubs. But this right now is a good baseball team, one that they can win with right now, and one that if they build upon in the offseason can actually contend for maybe the division next year. Think about the starting rotation the Pirates have now. It's actually pretty good. Tyone has rounded into form. Hmm. It's almost like cancer affected his ability to pitch well last year. And he went through a funk this year, but he looks like the guy. Archer is a guy. And you get him out of the AL East, and you look at his peripheral numbers, all the sabermetrics, they indicate that he will pitch better than his ERA indicates right now. You move him to the National League Central, good teams here, 
but you're not going out to the bandbox in the Bronx. You're not going to Fenway Park. You don't got to deal with those clubs. You don't got to deal with the Indians. You don't have to deal with the AL. So he's going to be good. Musgrove is a good pitcher. Williams is a good pitcher. Great pitcher? No, but good. And if Nova's your fifth guy, all right, that's where you slot him in. If Nova's your fifth guy, you can live with Nova. If Nova's your two, you're two. You're poop. But if he's your five, you're good. Chris Archer has also been pitching his best ball of the season. Over the last eight games, Chris Archer has a 270 ERA. He strikes out a bleep ton of dudes. Now, his strikeout numbers have gone down from last year to this year. Last year, he struck out 249 people in 200 innings. That's a lot. This year, it's 96 innings pitched and 102 strikeouts. He's still striking out more than a batter an inning, which is huge. It's just not as good as it has been. But change of scenery does help. Being in a pennant race does help. Not playing in a basement is going to help. And I'm not just talking about the standings, because, of course, Baltimore occupies the basement. I'm talking about the damn ballpark. You ever been to the Trop? It is a dump. They play on carpet. That's not ideal. So I think he's going to be much better in Pittsburgh, and he's better than the guys that they have in the rotation now. For all the people who are saying, well, why didn't the Pirates just keep Garrett Cole? If you keep Garrett Cole, you don't have to make this move. Well, wait just a second there, Sally. Because Sally's the one who's been saying it. You now have Archer and Musgrove instead of Cole. Two good pitchers as opposed to one very good pitcher. The Pirates did a smart thing. So to echo my early sentiments, what the hell is going on? Neil Huntington, I will give you a round of applause just this once. Just this once. Just this once. I'm not going to be the guy to rain on the parade today. I'm not going to be that guy. He called out this baseball team and said, this week's important. And they bring the funk to the Nationals. They bring the funk to the Brewers. And they go on this 11-game winning streak. And in return, he had to stand by his word. He had to. I think this is all happening because the players backed him up. But I think a lot of this is happening because Pirates fans finally got tired of it. And the PR disaster that the Pirates had become was finally reaching ahead. Finally, no one was going to the damn games. Finally. Now, they were still watching on TV. But revenue-wise, people were not going to the ballpark. They weren't. And if they stood pat and did nothing at three and a half games behind in the wild card race, Pirates Nation, whatever's left of it, was going to be done. They're going to have to buy in right now. But it's not just about this year. That's why these moves are so good. The Kato guy, Kito, whatever the hell his name is, the old Texas Rangers closer who's going to pop in and be the eighth inning guy, that bro, he's under control for a few more years. Chris Archer's under control for a few more years. And the Pirates, yeah, you lose a Meadows. And you lose the glass now arm that it still is somewhat tantalizing, I guess. But the Pirates weren't going to be able to get a pitcher of Chris Archer's caliber on the free agent circuit. They're never going to be able to do that. It's why they couldn't bring back Jay Happ because it got too pricey for him. They can't bring that guy in that way. The Pirates can groom hitters, but you can always bring a hitter in 
Dickerson was brought in. He's been good. They brought Marlon Bird in. They've brought guys in who can hit Cervelli, Russell Martin. But in order to get a frontline starter, man, you got to break the friggin' bank. And they can't and they won't. They could break it a little bit more. They don't. But they also can't compete with teams that are going to give 15, 18, 20 million dollars to a number two, number three starter. They can't do that. And the way that this breaks down with Archer is in 2021, there's a club option for 11 million dollars. If he's working out, you pick it up because 11 million dollars for a number one or a number two in this league is nothing. And if he's not good enough, you either trade him before that point or you don't pick up the option. Hell of a move. The hell's going on? This is a good baseball team. To go back to the original point, it is a good baseball team. Look at the roster. Josh Bell was rounding in a form. He's hurt. That's the thing that stinks. Dickerson is a good baseball player. He's hurt. That stinks. But when they're healthy, you've got Bell who had been playing well. You've got Dickerson. You've got Marte, who is a very good player. And you've got Polanco, who can carry a team for stretches. With the pitching staff the way it is, you can live with Polanco. You can live with that guy who's only going to be hot in stretches because the pitching staff's going to keep you in baseball games. So your outfield's set. Moran is just a guy at third. But Diaz and Cervelli, they can hit the baseball. And you look at the pitching staff, and you got to think, oh, my God, it's actually good. Williams is a good starting pitcher in the major leagues. Musgrove really looks like he's got some good stuff. Tyone, Archer, and then Nova's your five. And when you look at the Pirates' bullpen, there's really not a weakness anymore. And this was the part of the team that you thought coming into the season was going to be ass. And it was for a period. They were the worst bullpen in major leagues to start the season. But you've got Felipe Vasquez. You've got Keone Kella. You've got Kyle Crick. You've got Edgar Santana. You've got Richard Rodriguez. All of those pitchers, all five of those bullpen guys are under control through at least 2020. All of those guys have been very good this year at times. Kyle Crick's been very good for most of the year. But if you've got Vasquez, Kella, and Crick, 7-8-9, I hate the phrase shorten the ball game because you still have to get the outs there. But you sure as hell make it a lot easier to get the outs. This Pirates baseball team could very well win the wild card now. Am I predicting that they will? How can you? It's a crapshoot. But the Pirates at least look like they belong at the table now, don't they? A week ago, even though the Pirates were in the race mathematically, you thought, eh, mm, mm, does the roster compare? Now it does. You had two pieces like that to your roster? That significantly improves the bullpen and the rotation. It pitches a guy, it pushes a guy like Kingham out of the rotation. Maybe he goes in the bullpen. Maybe he's your long guy, and you trust him sure as hell more than you trust Glass now. They get better by the domino effect, and then the biggest thing maybe is that the clubhouse has to be jammed to flip up. Musgrove's tweeting out gifs of. Women standing on their hands, shooting arrows, trapezing. I mean, he's fired up. He was tweeting about Kella before. I didn't know what to call her. Trapeze artist. Doesn't matter. The Pirates have historically made moves at the deadline. In 2011, they added Derek Lee and Ryan Ludwig. They added some guys, Wandy and Travis Snyder, 2012. 2015, Aramis Ramirez, Joe Blanton, Joaquin Soria, Jay Happ. But none of them 
could possibly have energized the baseball team and the fan base the way that this does. Jay Happ was great. I mean, he was the best pitcher in baseball the second half of the year. So it was a good move. But when you got him, it was kind of like, eh. Well, now they energized. I'm energized. And I was done with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm not all the way back in. But you can see what they've done now. And you can say, oh, my God, this makes sense. It's like an actual baseball team did it. It's like a baseball team that's trying to win made the moves that a real baseball team would make. I said the only way that things could get better is if at 5 o'clock today, when Neil Huntington speaks, he announces that they've signed Corey Dickerson to a two-year extension after the option year. Keep him around for three more years. That's the only way today could get better. But you add a back end of the bullpen guy, you add a legit starting pitcher, you're running with Dickerson now, this team this year can contend three and a half out. And next year's team can contend. And they might very well add to that. Next year's team is going to be better than this year's team because you're not losing a lot of pieces. Really, all the guys that we've talked about are controllable. And you're only going to add. It was a big, big, big day for this baseball team, this organization, and their relationship with the fan base. And as we move forward in the show, that's really the way we're going to focus. They needed to do this public relations-wise. They had to. Clint Hurdle, when he became the manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, said, I'm going to rebond this city with the baseball team. We're going to become a baseball team that people can be proud to watch. And for a couple of years, they were that. And then management went and done flipped it all up. Just be on your P's and Q's there, Tom. Just be careful with that button there. Well, now they've given people faith. Now when I go up to Sharky's tomorrow in Lake Trobe, I'm going to plop down, and instead of looking at the menu, instead of looking at the popcorn, instead of checking out the women, <clears throat> never mind, just kidding. Instead of doing all that, I'm going to watch a damn baseball game. It'll be August, and the Pirates will be at no worse four and a half back with Chris Archer being shipped up to town. It's okay to be happy today, Pirates fans. It's okay not to be negative today. Imagine if they had Cole, though, went out and got Archer. You know, whenever I said before they had Musgrove and then they added Archer, well, they could have just had Cole and Archer. But be happy today! Be happy! Cubby's coming to town. Hopefully they don't wash it all out. Hopefully the rain holds off because we want to watch this baseball team now. Tyone on the bump. Dickerson extension, Pirates went in the rain, perfect day. My pants would be sticky. Coming up next, Jason Rollison's been all over this stuff for Bucks Dugout and the Locked on Pirates podcast. We got our good buddy, John Parado, coming up at 520. Mostly baseball today on the Crowley Show. We will take a brief hiatus, though, at 5 to talk about Le'Veon Bell grabbing a stripper's behind. It is not safe for work. I also would recommend not watching the video while you're eating. Up next, Jason Rollison. It's Crowley Show. Adam Crowley. Come with me, and you'll see. It's a world filled with all the meat that you want. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. I haven't been this blown away and surprised by a Pirates move. Since they trade, pardon me, since they signed Andrew McCutcheon to the extension, 51 and a half, 
and I was driving back to college, and I was listening, and I heard a sports radio update saying that it went down, and I had tears in my eyes. Finally, the Pirates are going to keep a player that I loved, that we loved, for an extended period of time. And now they get their eighth inning guy or a matchup guy because he's a righty, and Vasquez Rivero is a lefty. And they, of course, get Chris Archer, who is a controllable asset, and automatically, automatically makes their rotation better. I'm jammed. How can you not be jammed? How can you not be happy? For Pirates fans who have screamed and cried like me for them to do stuff, they finally did. And that's not to say they haven't been doing things at the deadline, but this was sexy. This is the opposite of what Le'Veon Bell was watching in that strip club. This is sexy. This has me so much more turned on than that would, without a doubt. And the Pirates, they did a good job twice now. Twice with the Rays. They get Dickerson for Daniel Hudson. And you don't have to give up Keller in this deal? Oh, tears. Tears of joy. The Pirates bringing Chris Archer. Joining us now to talk about it, Jason Rollison. I got stuff in my throat. It's tears trickling down the back of my throat. He'll join us now from Bucks Dugout and, of course, from the Locked On Pirates podcast. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, not much. Thanks for having me on and giving me a break from Twitter. I have to say, first of all, I, I agree with your assessment on the Le'Veon Bell video, 110%. My God. Uh, but also, we now live in a world where the Pirates won the trade deadline. Could you believe it? No, I can't believe it. In fact, I'm just getting ready to get struck by lightning at this point. I, the other shoe's going to drop, and we're all going to die of some terrible Chipotle poisoning like what's going on in Ohio. Uh, anyway, Jason, I, I think it's huge that the Pirates were able to make this trade, the Archer trade, without having to give up Keller. You give up Glass now, who I think you know what he's going to be in Pittsburgh at this point, and you give up Meadows, but if you keep Dickerson around, that one don't hurt too bad either. No, it sure doesn't. Uh, so we unpack it piece by piece. I think that uh, I learned everything I needed to learn about Glasnow standing in the organization when they repeatedly had a couple of chances this year to stretch him back out into the starter, and they didn't. That told me that his time as, as a possible Pirate starter in the, in the future was null and void. Um, so therefore, for me, it kind of becomes, you know, a, a Meadows for Archer kind of headline package, and that's a pretty fair swap to me with Dickerson, like you said, and with some talent that the club acquired in the outfield in the minors from the Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon trade. So came together pretty quickly, but kept Keller, check. Uh, got a controllable starting pitcher, check. Got a reliever, like you said, check. Uh, Neil Huntington absolutely won the trade deadline. All right, let's start now by talking about what he can bring. Uh, I think that his peripheral numbers, Archers, uh, indicate that he's pitching a little bit better than his ERA, although I know his ERA in his last eight starts has been around 270, which is obviously very good. You get him out of the AL East, uh, where do you slot him in? I mean, right behind Jamison Tyone, or is he, he's your bona fide number one? Either way, they got him both. Yeah, it's a 1A and 1B kind of situation, and you're absolutely right about the peripherals. They tell a different story than what, you might see if you just glance at MLB.com and glance at stats. Um, but I will say this. Um, his strikeout percentage has gone down a little bit, and his K-9 yeah. as well this year, a little bit. But he's tempered that with having consistent walk rates. And the only thing I caution people on is that his fastball is getting knocked around a little bit harder. This year, about 93.6 miles per hour on the average, I think, um, as opposed to, say, 90 miles per hour two, uh, three years ago. 
and the league rate on that is about 92. So can knock down a little bit, but the Pirates wanted him for his slider and that he can flash a changeup on occasion, which are two things that um, the Pirates desperately need in their rotation to kind of get away from the fastball-heavy approach. So that's what you're looking at with Archer. Uh, world-class talent, obviously, was a big fish. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I keep telling myself because I'm trying to convince myself that it's, it happened and the Pirates actually got him. <laughs> Is it possible for Keller to be in the rotation next year? Yes, absolutely. He has scuffed a little bit in uh, AAA this year, but from all accounts, it is normal growing pains. Um, so I would expect him maybe mid-year next year, maybe a little later, depending on how the 2019, 2019 season shakes out. But he's on track. Absolutely no issues with that at all, so I think you'll see him next year for sure. I'm pretty sure I called Jason Rollison, uh, Josh Rollison, when I brought him on. Uh, I just, I'm just so fired up today. He joins us from <laughs> Bucks Dugout and the Locked On Pirates podcast. All right, let's put a pin in Archer for a moment now, and let's talk about a little about Kello, who can be your eighth inning guy. Uh, you can move him around. Uh, he's a righty, whereas Vasquez is the lefty. So there's mix and match options there. But the bullpen goes from the beginning part of the season from being an absolute disaster to now. I mean, it's solid, very solid. I'm flashing back to April and writing about guys like Josh Smoker and Ugh. Jack Levisitz. And just thinking, wow, what a turnaround uh, they've had. It, it started with signing Richard Rodriguez off the scrap heap, maybe trusting Edgar Santana when he was going through a little bit of a rough stretch to put it back together. And now you're adding a guy who is the proven commodity in the bullpen for the Rangers. Closing experience. Uh, Clint Hurl doesn't really like to play mix and match very well, so you might just see him lock down some roles. But, I mean, if you're talking about some shortcomings in the rotation, perceived shortcomings, maybe you're not so – you don't have so much faith in Williams. Maybe Joe Musgrove is less than exciting to you. You know, maybe if a bad, if a bad Ivan Nova comes out, uh, you could be worried. But don't be so worried now because they can shorten games because of this bullpen, and it's very dynamic. And what I like about it is everyone can miss bats, and that's pretty exciting. Jason Morrison joining us here on the Crowley Show. Is it just a foregone conclusion that Kingham comes out of the rotation? I really think so. I think the way Trevor Williams and Musgrove have pitched lately, pretty much cements that possibility, and that's not the worst thing in the world to have Kingdom down at AAA for pitching depth. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't see any other scenario right now, to be honest. When you look at what the Pirates have done, and you look at the return in the Cole trade, and you look at the return in the McCutcheon trade, and then you couple it with what they've done today, I think it makes some people eat crow. I, I think that they've done a good job of building this roster, giving away two cornerstone pieces of this franchise. Yeah, you know what? I, I thought about this uh, earlier today and put it on Twitter. That could you imagine if, if one year ago today we said to someone that Andrew McCutcheon would be traded twice in the calendar year, as it looked like might have happened uh, today, ultimately he didn't get traded. But I think what this does is it gives you a lesson in taking the long view. Everyone in MLB these days is talking about boom or bust. You have to bust in order to boom. And somehow Neil Huntington found a way to play it in the middle, take a small step back, and uh, you know come in and – and just rebuild the system in the span of like uh, what six months, eight months. So I mean, it's been it's been a wild ride, and you just really have to give, give kudos to him and eat crow, like you said. The Pirates a week ago, when they were in the wild card hunt, sitting there two and a half, three and a half back, I thought to myself, okay, they're in it, but they don't look like the other teams at the table. I don't think that they're as talented as these teams. Well, you add an archer, you add Kilo or Kello. I'm going to keep screwing that up, but we all know who I'm talking about. And all of a sudden, you look a little bit more like the guys that you're at the table with. 
I think you can compete with Arizona. I think you can compete with the Brewers. I don't think that you look all that different than in Atlanta or Philadelphia. I think the Pirates are right there with those teams right now. Now they're three and a half back, so they don't have that edge, but they're right there with those guys. Yeah, and you can even make the argument that they might have a leg up when you talk about guys like Marte, guys like uh, you know Josh Bell and Francisco Cervelli if he gets hot again. They may be even more proven than guys playing for Philadelphia and Atlanta. So, yeah. I'm right there with you. You know, I think it's uh, what what worries me about their chances is that they somehow have about five games in hand on the Braves. The Braves are five games behind in the loss ahead. Excuse me, in the loss column. That might be a little tough to make up. Should Philly take hold of the NL East? But that's that's a problem for another time. Today, as we stand, the Pirates are just as talented as any of those teams, and they'll have to produce, of course. But on a talent level, they are very comparable. And you know what? They gave it their all for now, and they're going to make a push. And they've got the roster with the ability to make the push. But you look at what they've got for next year. You've got Tyon and Archer and Musgrove and Kingham and Williams and, and Holmes uh, and, and all those guys who are under control in the starting rotation. All those relievers we talked about are all under control until 2020. So this is a Pirates team that with the roster they have now can compete this year and conceivably next year. And you're going to have reinforcements in Kevin Newman, Kevin Kramer, two right. guys who are playing really well at AAA. You're going to have Elias Diaz, uh, another year of seasoning under his belt. Maybe he can get into a true 50-50 split with Cervelli. You're going to have Colin Moran, presumably taking a step forward, uh, having a full season under his belt. So it's a good time to be a Pirates fan, that's for sure. The next thing I want to see them do is really approach Dickerson for an extension. I think that needs to happen now that Meadows is gone. Um, won't even prognosticate on that because... We're still all still in the afterglow of today, but that's going to have to be on their radar pretty soon. Well, I tweeted it out. I said the only way that today could get better is if they did that and, and got Dickerson a deal done. What do you think makes sense numbers-wise there? I would say uh, he's got one more year of control, so you want to buy that year out. I would say three years total with maybe a fourth-year player option, something like uh, 12 to $13 million a year sounds fair, uh, provided he continues to have a good season because before this season – his reputation had been a lousy second-half player, so if he can put that to rest a little bit, I think he can easily command about that kind of money. What can Meadows be in the majors, do you think? Well, he's a very good uh, low-ball hitter and inside-ball hitter from the left-hand side of the plate, which bodes well for his power, really developing him into a 20-25 home run, consistent home run power. Um, I, I think the average, at the end of the day, might not be there, but in today's baseball, uh, it's not so important. I think he'll be a run producer, and he's very good defensively. He can play all three outfield positions. So let's make no mistake. The Rays got a good player, potentially great player in Meadows right now, and uh, we'll see how they how they take him and run with him. What about Glass now? I know the ship sailed here in Pittsburgh. It wasn't going to get better than that. But can he reach his ceiling? Can he ever be that guy, in your opinion? As a starter, it's going to be tough. I think he'll be a dominant bullpen arm. Uh, I think we saw it this year as they slowly started to trust him more in high-leverage situations. He responded, and I think if you give him a full year of doing that, he could very well be that Andrew Miller type that many people thought he could be. As a starting pitcher, I just don't think so. Uh, the control is not there for me, just enough to trust him for seven innings of work at a time, 30 times a year. Uh, but he's obviously very talented, and the sooner that some organization decides which path he's going to be on and commits to it, the better. Jason, if you've been following it, and I'm, I'm sure you have, but you've been tapped in on the Pirate stuff, but who else improved that's going head-to-head with the Buckos right now? 
Well, I like what the Brewers did by getting Scope uh, from Baltimore. He had a fantastic year last year. Scuffled this year a bit, but coming on lately. Uh, them, uh, that plus Moustakas for them really makes them a pretty good line, gives them a pretty good lineup. I like the Cubs getting Kinsler, but you know, the Cubs just don't scare me that much anymore, to be honest. I think their starting pitching is a little suspect. I want to see what Darvish can do the rest of the way, but you know, I really don't think uh, any of those guys scare me. Uh, the Braves got a little better today as well. I'm just not too sure, like you said, that the talent is that big of a golf. Um, so it's, it's going to be exciting down the stretch. Jason, love the stuff, man. Really appreciate you taking the time today, and we'll be in touch soon because the Buckos are in the pennant race, baby. Let's go. Soak it up. Soak it up. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, take care. There he goes. That's Jason Rollison. Uh, I looked outside and saw the rain pouring down when he said soaking up, so that's why I say no kidding. The Pirates have acquired one of only three pitchers that over the last three years has finished in the top five in strikeouts. There's Scherzer, Sale, and Archer. Pretty damn good company. And the Pirates don't have the swing and miss stuff in the rotation. I mean, Musgrove has it, but he's just coming along. Tyone has it. Now you add Archer, he has it. But Williams is a pitch-to-contact guy. Nova's a throw-strikes-and-pray guy. So they needed that, and they got it. And I can't believe they freaking got it. I can't! I can't! When we come back, we'll talk about the addition of Kello, what he means to the team, what he can do to the bullpen. I'll also learn how to pronounce his name in the next couple of minutes. And man, the Pirates for once did right by their fans. Can't believe it. I mean, Jesus. Holy crap. It's Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Maybe I decide those teats don't need milking. Oh, it's close. That was close. Maybe I decide those teats don't need milking. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. The others don't need a squeezing. Pirates GM Neil Huntington gave a statement a lot different than he's used to giving. The statement we used to get is, well, we were in on a couple of big names, but the asking price was too high and we couldn't forfeit the prospects or capital, so... We went with the moves that we went with. We think they'll help the club. Here's what he had to say today. Woo! Hell yeah! Chris Archer has been and projects to be an upper echelon major league starting pitcher who we are thrilled to add to our organization to help us win games for the next three plus years. Chris is also an outstanding person and we look forward to his introduction to our fan base and the Pittsburgh community. Man, even if the Pirates don't win a wild card spot this year, it's fun again. It's fun. They're in this thing. They're in the race. When do you see that? Last year, they were in it, but it never felt like they were. The year before, did it ever really feel like they were? No. Last time was 2015. 2015, they win 98 flipping games. They get Jay Happ. The guy goes on an unbelievable tear, and that was so much fun. It's fun again now. They get the Cubs for two, and remember, tonight they're going to be probably without a bench player and a bullpen arm. Because, as Alan Saunders puts it so eloquently on Twitter, I don't think any planes for Indianapolis have been loaded up and shipped out here just yet. Although you can make it happen. you got two hours and 15 minutes before game time. You know what? If the Pirates really wanted to win, they'd get a charter out there, and they'd ship those guys up to Pittsburgh, baby! 
Make that happen. Oh, man, I'm so high right now. I'm so high on life. Mike Fultz tweets at underscore Adam Cry. I love the bucko passion. LOL, sarcasm or real? That's an excellent question. If you have listened to this show for any amount of time, the tone that I'm taking right now with the Pirates is usually one of sarcasm. Like, this tone usually means I'm being sarcastic, but I'm really freaking happy right now. How can you not be? And again, it does not absolve the Pirates for their past. It just doesn't. But today they did right by the fan base. Today they did what they were supposed to do. And I'm sure Madden's downstairs pooing all over this. He's finding an angle, finding a way, finding a way to make it negative. Uh, I'm sure that there are outlets that are writing about this that are trying to find a way to make it negative. And, man, I just do what I do. And what I do is honest. If I'm feeling jazzed, if I'm feeling happy, if I think they've done the right thing, I'm going to tell you. If I think that they've sucked, if I think that they've done the wrong thing, we're going to tell you that, too. Hell, it's not all that long ago that we thought that the only meaning the Pirates had this year was the Mega Bowl. That's it. We thought that the only meaning the Pirates had this year was to try to stay ahead of the Reds in this division. And now, (laughs) they got the Cubs coming to town for two. They play them a bunch more. We're thinking division, baby. Okay, maybe not quite that far. Okay, I gotta gotta pull the reins in just a little bit. Just pull back a little. I just gotta pull back a tad. I said go into Steelers camp that I don't believe in the defense. And being there is going to get me so fired up watching these guys hit people that I'm going to buy into the defense being good by the end of camp. Today, I could easily fall into the trap because I'm so happy that I could say this Pirates team is going on to win the World Series. This Pirates team is going on to win the division. Man, I don't even know if they're going to win the wild card. They are behind the eight ball there. They're three and a half games back. An injury or two, you're done. And when you're three and a half games back, you have a two-game losing streak. You could be five and a half games back, and then you're pretty much done there, too. But the great thing about this is it keeps the Pirates legit for the next couple. Their entire rotation's around for the next couple of years. Their entire bullpen's around for the next couple of years. Daddy, I'm fired up. My notes aren't working. I can't get my computer to work, but who cares? I don't even need them. Think about the back end of this Pirates bullpen. Felipe Vasquez Rivero. Keone Kela, Kela, sorry man, never going to get it right. Kyle Crick, those three are bona fide studs. All of them solid. Kyle Crick has been a very good pitcher. Don't make that face, Tom. Kyle Crick has been the Pirates' best reliever lately. Yeah, but we're not going to call him a bona fide He's stud. He's a bona fide stud. No, we're not going to do He's that. He's a bona fide stud. We're going to have to wait for a full season of Kyle Crick before we go there. Man, you sound like you're the guy putting the Crick in the hose. I'm just trying to spray water. Don't be that guy today. Let it flow. Let the optimism flow, Tom. Edgar Santana is a good player. Inconsistent, but he strikes out a lot of MFs. Richard Rodriguez, inconsistent, but he strikes out a lot of MFs. That's a great back end of the bullpen. And we talked about this yesterday. We talked about this at the end of last week as the trade deadline got closer. The Pirates starting rotation is made up of a bunch of friggin' dudes who go five innings. So if you could add a bullpen arm and you extend the bullpen, the depth there makes it so you don't worry so much if the starters can't go that long. But now you add a guy in Chris Archer, or as we've been calling him, Chris Archer. It's a pirate thing. He goes 200 innings every year. I think it's the last three years he's gone 200 innings. And then the year before that, it was 194. I mean, this guy eats innings. Jameis Winston... He assaults women, and he eats W's. Chris Archer, he eats innings. 
He's like Kevin Correa, but good. Remember Kevin Correa? He always looked so stupid and so perplexed when the ball was flying over the fence. Oh, I can't believe I can't believe that ball got out. Oh, really? You grooved an 88-mile-an-hour pitch down the center of the plate. You're surprised that went over the fence? Not going to happen with Chris Archer. He'll be eating them innings, and you'll be happy he's out there. They just didn't give a rat's ass whether Correa's ERA was going up or not. Spoiler alert, it always was. This is huge for the fan base. I'm as big a detractor of what the Pirates have done of late as anybody. I'm as cynical about this team as anybody, and I'm fired up. So you know the fan base is fired up, and the team itself is jammed. Musgroves tweeting pictures and gifs of women standing upside down, shooting arrows with their feet, trapeze artists. Other Pirates players are tweeting, showing their emotions. Kyle Crick just spoke to the media not that long ago and said, Yo, we're going to strike some mother bleepers out. Is that a direct quote? That's a direct quote. Wow, crazy. Yeah, mother bleepers out. And you don't want to like that guy. No, I love him. Yeah, you don't want to like that guy. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Crick. Good player. Keone Kayla. Oh. Good player. Felipe Vasquez. Good player. And I know that Clint Hurdle doesn't like to play the matchup game, but you can. You can now. Maybe he didn't want to do it before because he didn't have the arms. When you didn't know if Crick was going to be good, and all you had was Rivero before he was even Vasquez, and you had Santana, and you're like, what can this guy do? And Richard Rodriguez, the only Rich Rodriguez that matters in these parts, is the guy who left West Virginia. You didn't know what he could do. So you can't mix and match at that point. Well, now you can. Now you got Vasquez throwing 100 miles an hour from the left side. You've got Keanu Blippi throwing 100 miles an hour from the right side, and he's dropping curveballs in there at 82 miles an hour. They're sick. Fan base fired up. Walk-up crowd's going to be huge on Friday when the cars come to town, and that's when I think we're going to see Chris Archer go for the first time. Oh, this Pirates management, these dirty, dirty bastards. Oh, my God, they're filthy pricks. They are. They really are. Can I not say that? I said filthy cricks. Crooks. They're filthy, these guys. No one's coming to our games. Oh, boy. We'll just be hanging around. And then they go and get the guy in the ballpark. He's be sold out on Friday. Card's coming to town. I told you to be quick on the dump trigger there, Tom. Am I not allowed to say that? I think I've said it before. I don't think so. You don't think I'm allowed? <laughs> you did, so whatever. It's out there. Uh, I just don't draw attention to it now. <laughs> Here's what Josh Harrison had to say to Chase Williams, who's a fan of the show. Quote, I don't want to say the comments that I, myself, or Freeze or anything have. I think our play on the field has put them in a position to give us an opportunity, and that's all we can ask for. End quote. <laughs> Guys, for real? 13 flipping days ago, we're talking about trading Freeze, trading Harrison. Who is not available to be traded? That was the conversation. Would you part with everyone? Or would you just hold on to Tyon and Meadows? Who are you holding on to? Man, a month and a half ago, I said, what's there to be excited about with these Pittsburgh Pirates? No one was living up to expectation. And, man, this shows you what we do know. This shows you what we know. I mean, who could have seen this coming? Who could have seen it? Who could have known? I couldn't have known. You could have known. 
Your mom couldn't have known. My grandma probably knew. Oh, we got to call grandma today. <laughs> the light we got to talk to off. grandma today. <laughs> I don't think she'll know that these things have happened, though, until she starts watching Pirates pregame. Because she's not sitting there refreshing Twitter.com. Like, she doesn't know this is going down. Craig tweets, at underscore Adam Crowley, I thought you were an Indians fan. I don't know where you heard that. That is wrong. Fake news. Fake news. Hashtag sad. Joey Bag of Donuts tweets, at underscore Adam Crowley, I believe you said filthy Pringles. That was it. Yeah, thanks, Joey. Yeah, that's exactly what I heard. Yeah, Pringles. That Pirates front office, they're a bunch of filthy sliced-up potatoes. Put in a tennis ball container. But finally, they've opened the container and pulled the Pringles out and then sold them for cash and then used the cash to acquire players that they then flip for these guys. This roster is as good as Arizona's now. This roster is as good as Milwaukee's now. This roster is as good as the team that they're chasing. I will say it again, though. I'm not going to get so overly optimistic that I believe that they're going to win the thing because when you're three and a half games back, you are behind the eight ball. There's not much baseball season to be played. Well, Crowley, there's two months. Yeah, it's it takes a lot to make up the ground when you're chasing four different teams, and they are. But you have to look past this year. If they do go to a wild card game this year, oh my God, it's a huge success. But if they don't, it's not a failure because they've got the rotation under control. They've got the bullpen under control. They've got Bell. They've got Marte. They've got Polanco. They've got Dickerson. Oh my God. I can't believe it. I've just been, I've been surprised for an hour. Well, I guess the move was made like a half hour before the deadline. So I've been surprised for an hour and a half. You should have heard me off the air, peeps. This is exactly what I sounded like then. I saw a dude for the other station across town. He tweeted out, it was like 18 hours ago, what makes you think the Pirates are going to be buyers? They did trade Mark Melanson when they were three games back in the wild card. And then not long after that, he praised the Pirates for the same trade because it netted them Felipe Vasquez. And it also got them Taylor Hearns, who they flipped for Kalano Elizabeth. Pringles. Coming up next, we will continue to wax poetic about how good the Pirates are and how good of a job Neil Huntington did today. And we're also going to talk about Le'Veon Bell at a strip club grabbing ass. It's the Crowley Show.